Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, Take-Two Interactive shuts down a GT5 AI mod. Recently, with Take-Two Rockstar's acquisition of the 5M Red M crew and all that stuff, it was suggested that, you know, Rockstar Take-Two would be uh, more lenient and, and accepting of different mods. And while that could still be true, it's not like they were destroying all mods, understand, but they, in the past, obviously, they did take down particular ones they didn't have, that they didn't like. But they've recently taken down uh, another mod. The creator of an eye-catching GTA 5 mod that promises a living AI story mode has admitted defeat after Take-Two hauled the mod offline. And the story is basically that, yeah, Take-Two is like, hey, yo, take this down. We don't like it. And uh, they've removed it from everywhere that you can find it. And so all the mod was is that while playing GTA 5, you could talk to NPCs and they would respond via this AI chatbot kind of thing. Sonny Evans had a video where he did this, uh, where he talks to NPCs. I'm just here to serve and protect my friend. God damn it, Russo. Your bald head is looking extra shiny today. What did you use this morning? Some Vaseline? Some shoe polish? <laughs> a cop never reveals his secrets, my friend. It's all part of the uniform, you know? What say you? Me, you, your shiny, slippery, greasy head going on a patrol together. Catch some criminals. You want to get a taste of my shiny slippery? Gotta pay up, rookie. So when I heard that this mod was taken down, I thought it was the same mod that Sunny used, but that might not be true. This video, I didn't realize, was sponsored by Inworld. So Sunny was sponsored to use this mod or something. Uh, and originally, you could get the mod from uh, Nexus Mods. But apparently that's no longer the case. So wait, so has Rockstar just taken down two AI voice mods? Because Sunny does say down here, it looks like Take-Two has taken down the mod and the original video that came with it. I'm keeping this video up now, but if Take-Two comes knocking, I'll be forced to take down this video too. Crying shame, this was a cool project and a video I'm really proud of. The mod they took down seems to be more advanced, not just dialogue. Yeah, so I do think that these are different mods. So I guess they're taking down multiple AI-related mods for Grand Theft Auto V. Suggesting that Rockstar doesn't really want to potentially wade into the minefield of the ethics surrounding AI content. I mean, while like chatbots kind of AI have been somewhat more accepted, I think, their replacement of potentially voice actors has less been so. I could totally understand how this could potentially negatively impact Rockstar's brand, but they may also just not like the idea of it as well. Like on a personal ethical kind of level that they don't want that kind of AI stuff in their games. I don't know. You don't blame them for taking it down, to be honest? Uh, I could see them going either way, honestly. What AI is doing, to what degree it should be usable, in what context, it's very debatable. And there's obviously risk in them having these mods available for their game. It might not be about AI ethics at all. In the past, they took down uh, mods that competed with something they were working on themselves. Possibly. That doesn't necessarily mean they're working on AI stuff themselves. It could just be that they see this as competition in some way. But I mean, you do need to have the game, Grand Theft Auto V, potentially buying it. Well, normally buying it, of course, to do this. So I don't really think it competes with the story mode game. And the amount of people who would go the effort to install a mod like this is extraordinarily low anyway. Yeah, I guess I have no real strong opinion on this. Even the original idea of having, to me at least, glorified chatbots respond to you while playing the game wasn't particularly interesting. Like I heard about this in part because of Sonny Evans' video, but I heard about it in a variety of different places and I was like, eh, I guess I could do something with it, but I'm not that interested. It does suck that this person's efforts in creating this have um, potentially led to nothing, but Rockstar does have the right to do this and that's just the way it goes, I suppose. It'll be shared in Discord servers still though. Yeah, but I mean, the more barriers to entry 
between people and getting access, the less people who get access. And if anything happens with the mod in the future, they'll be like, look, we tried to take it down. You know, we are against this stuff. Don't hate us, you know. Kick streamers are morally bankrupt. Here as a Dark Viper EU Incorporated, don't like the platform Kick. I find the arguments trying to draw parallels between Twitch and Kick to be absurd. Kick is just worse in every conceivable way. Feel free to go watch my hour long video where I explain that in great detail. There are no arguments that Amazon is evil, just like Steak is evil, that make any sense, considering Steak's harm is way, 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 way higher. But also, nothing that happens at Twitch ever will impact any harm that Amazon does in the world, or how, how much they mistreat their workers. If Twitch becomes 10 times size it is now, that won't change. If it, Twitch dies, that won't change. But with Kick, the streaming platform owned by Steak, for those who aren't keeping up, if it grows bigger, it directly impacts Steak's ability to harm people by getting them addicted to gambling and destroying their lives as gambling does. 50,000 people each year kill themselves in part because of gambling addictions. It's just a vice, a terrible thing. Gambling can be fun, of course, I don't want gambling completely removed, but advertising gambling at all, I, I don't want that to exist. And things like slots that have literally no skill component, I do think the world would be better off without those existing. But why am I talking about this now? I saw this dude named Nelly on Twitter promoting Kick, but Apparently, it wasn't a paid sponsorship. If you are still on Twitch and are still overthinking if the move over to Kick Streaming is worth it, let me clear it for you. You'll feel more welcome in the first 24 hours on Kick Streaming than you will on Twitch in the first year. Our community here is one of the best. Newcomers get treated with amazing respect. I'm going to make you a deal. You pick Kick Streaming over any other platform, give us a try, and once you hit that 75 mark, I guess that's 75 followers. I'll come and I will personally gift sub the crap out of you. Even if you stay for a day, as long as you come and check out our amazing community and our amazing CEO, Steak Eddie, I got you. So what are you waiting for? Come join the number one streaming platform of 2023. You wanna tell me that this isn't a paid advertisement? And all the responses down here, at least a lot of them, also sound like they're paid. So you look at his account and it says official Steak USA affiliate. You go onto his channel and he's getting seven views on his VODs. Seven views. A six hour VOD, seven. And it's largely just him gambling. Chasing times 1,000 Plinko $1 bets come watch. And other times he's just doing random slots for like a handful of viewers. There's a visual post from him in 20 hours has 500 likes. More engagement than anything else he's ever done. All his following tweets are all about kick. Kick streaming, retweeting all this stuff. We gotta go on kick, kick and stake, let's go. So I tweeted out, these kick is so amazing Twitter posts look amazingly sus. They read like undisclosed paid advertisements. There's a stake affiliate getting seven views on a six hour past broadcast of live casino content. Why is he talking about gift sub deals and chilling like his life depends on it? It is one thing to gamble in your own time, but spending your time trying to pull people into it is just sad. I follow on from this and say, two days ago, he gets followed by the CEO of Kick. Now he is posting stuff like this with such odd engagement. Maybe there is nothing sus here and the drive to get more people into gambling is just naturally really strong, but dude needs to work on not looking so desperate. Uh, Nelly being followed by Stake Eddie. Stake being the CEO of Kick and also co-owner of Stake. So it seems sus and it's why sometimes when people come into my stream and are like, hey, why aren't you streaming on Kick yet? Are you gonna come to Kick? Kick this, kick that. Kick has like a tiny, tiny portion of the viewership of Twitch. The other Twitch competitors collectively are much larger than Kick, but I never hear about them. No one comes in, into my stream and asks, am I gonna be on, what's another one of the platforms? Um, Rumble or whatever the fuck it is called. 
it's always just about kick in my stream. I do think that there has to be some paid undisclosed, undisclosed advertisement here, right? It just looks too sus. Additionally, following on from this, remember how uh, XQC was like, guys, my $100 million deal with Kick has nothing to do with gambling. It's not about gambling. I'm not going to be gambling on Kick. Don't worry. Uh, I think he said he quit that shit, all that jazz. Moist Critical coming out like, guys, they're not advertising gambling right now on Kick. Don't worry about it. We don't need to consider that as a factor on whether or not we support it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, of course, it came out that, you know, two of the slots are recommended were always for slots. But let's ignore that. The newest development in that, less than two months after signing a $100 million deal with Kick, XQC has returned to gambling on stake. Pretty fucking good, though. Yeah, no, we're doing good now. And so it is just him. Uh, that was a great one. He's not even speaking English. That's even too fast for me to understand. It's so engaging. Wow. XQC, such a talented content creator. So yeah, XQC is back doing slots to no one's surprise. Advertising gambling to tens of thousands of people, boosting up Kick's profile in the space to get more people involved into being on Kick and therefore advertising stake, as is the plan, fucking obviously. This is a surprise to literally no one except Charlie when he passionately defended Kick as not merely a place specifically brought into existence to increase the amount of people that gamble on stake. And I quote tweet this, which happens all the time on Twitter, where Charlie is said to never have a bad take. So images out of context says, this man has never had a bad take and given a picture of Charlie. Fucking hilarious. Do I think that Kick is going to overthrow Twitch? Still no. I, I still don't think that. Is this kind of a disgusting aspect of life, society in general? Absolutely. Such is the way of the world. Should YouTube implement community notes to combat plagiarism? So on Twitter, you guys have likely seen the community notes where if uh, a tweet is incorrect or the community says, oh, there needs to be some context to this, they will be able to add that and it will show up under the tweet, like in a very obvious way that no one can miss. This person, Jay Alto, has suggested that YouTube should have a similar feature. So YouTube with Twitter style community notes. And so it shows this person's video, Brent Rivera. How do you say his name? I don't know. Shows this person's video, I spent 100 hours in capsule hotels, and it shows underneath it, viewers added context they thought people might want to know. This video is completely plagiarized from another YouTuber's video. The original creator was Drew Does, and it links to that video. If you missed the controversy, this Brent Rivera person apparently like rips off all his video ideas off other people. So like he will go see a successful video, in this case, going to ha capsule hotels. And so he'll go do the exact same thing and make the exact same thumbnail with the, effectively the exact same title rather than creating something original himself or putting a spin on someone else's idea. It's just completely ripping it off. In this case, it's the exact same thumbnail as what the other guy made. There was a little bit of debate a while back on whether this is fine. It is certainly funny for people to potentially be okay with reaction content, but then be not okay with this kind of thing. But, you know. Regardless, the reason I found this interesting is because I think that would be super cool for reaction content on YouTube. While I would rather it didn't exist at all, It'd be awesome if like viewers could add context to reaction videos and like put like on the screen of a video, like under here, rather than showing like the description or something, it would be like a direct link immediately to the original video, rather than a person having to like potentially open the description or scroll down and click the pinned comment or something. 
while again, it wouldn't change the overall harm of reaction content on the market, the fewer barriers to entry between a person and original content, the better, you know? So having this kind of stuff, I think would be cool for that purpose, you know? Doubt many people would bother to read it. What I'm saying is, if it's in their face and they can't possibly avoid it in the same way that community notes are on Twitter, then that's gonna cause a greater click-through rate to the original. I mean, some people do do that. They click into reaction videos and they go, oh, this video looks interesting and then go to the original. And more people would do that if it was directly in their face with, with the fewest barriers to entry possible. Again, would not solve the issue of reaction content, but would make things better, you know? YouTube does did do something similar with COVID, like get COVID information here and stuff. But having community notes put by the community and stuff would be good. Especially like, think about all the, the dislike shenanigans and all that, right? Where people didn't like that dislikes were removed. They could add something where community could give feedback and say, this video is bullshit and here's why. Certainly this would require a lot of monitoring and could be abused as well. I'm sure YouTube wouldn't want to wade into that minefield, but it would be an interesting thing to see. Who would curate these notes? On Twitter, it's a community thing. Moderators or people within the system, I'm not sure how they get in, they get to see all the different potential community notes and then they get to rate them. And if a particular community note gets enough positive ratings from the collection of moderators, then it gets shown on the original, right? You can join freely. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how people get into it. Banned users on Twitch can now be blocked from viewing the live stream. So there's been an update on Twitch. I thought this update was already a thing, to be honest. Huge Twitch update. When you block or ban someone, they'll no longer be able to view your stream. And so it says here, stopped banned users from viewing stream. When enabled, banned users will not be able to watch your live broadcasts. They also talk about it here, the um, product people. You can choose to have your banned chatters no longer be able to watch the stream. And the way that that will work is if you ban somebody and they're currently watching, then the stream playback will be interrupted for them so that they immediately lose the ability to view the stream. And if they, if then if you go offline, you stream again, they won't be able to watch your subsequent streams either until you choose to unban them. <clears throat> that will be, again, that will be something where whether it's you or a moderator who bans them, it will have that effect that they won't be able to watch. But as the streamer, you will have this choice to make of if, if this is something that you want. For one thing, I appreciate that they made it an option. Like it's our choice whether we want this to happen to people that we ban. Because sometimes people get banned wrongly or people get banned as a joke. Like it's a temporary ban kind of thing. Like I'm going to ban someone in chat. Um, some streams do that and it's a joke and then it gets undone. Um, and you wouldn't want to interrupt people's viewing experience for a meme, right? Would I want this on? I don't think it super matters. The main reason I want someone banned is just so they can't type in chat if they're being particularly weird or annoying or something. I guess I'll talk it over with my mods. I'm not overly fussed if banned people watch my stream. I mean, that's an additional view for me. Cool, I guess. Yeah, I have no strong opinions on this, I don't think. It would be interesting if they let us do it for individual viewers. Like I can say, ban this person they can't watch, ban this person they can watch. But I suppose that'd be too complicated, I don't know. But of course, obviously this is merely like a barrier to entry. It's obviously the case that a person who was banned could say, go into incognito, incognito mode and watch a stream. Cause I don't think you need to actually be logged in to watch streams. They could obviously go on a different account or I think, I think IP banning is a thing for bans. I don't think it's always the case that you can just go on a different account and go to a stream that you've been banned in. I'm not super certain on that. I mean, what I'm saying is a person who was super committed, who was banned could still watch your stream somehow, but the more difficult you make it, the less likely people are going to do it. You know, as we always say. Is Daily Dose of Internet becoming greedy? 
So Daily Dose of Internet tweeted something somewhat weird and contentious out. Bees deleted it, but with the link that I have here, I can still see it. I sometimes get wild conversations when I reach out to people. And this is him engaging with a person to buy their clip or rather license it for one of his videos. So the other person says, you can always use the video, you just have to pay to use it. And Daily Dose responds, no th thanks, thanks for being a fan. The other guy responds, cheap lol. Daily Dose says, no, it's just not a $300 video. I'd pay $50, but not $300. Have a good day. The other guy responds, I'll make way more than $50 just by having it licensed. It was worth it enough for you to message me. Daily Dose responds, good for you, person's name. Have a good day. Thank you for being a fan. Other guy responds, oh, I'm not a fan anymore, bruh. You clearly source people's content for free to profit for yourself. You use people. Have a good day. I don't know what to say to this, honestly. So obviously the social blade estimates of revenue are not accurate because it, it, it does in fact in shorts and stuff. Daily Dose of Internet is getting 400 million views a month. And prior to doing shorts, they were getting like 80 million. So it's a lot of money. We're talking like if they aren't clearing $10 million a year, I'd be very surprised. And it's just weird for a person in such a situation to be like quibbling over 50 bucks, 300 bucks or whatever. Like I said, it is a business. So if... As Daily Dose said in comments that now deleted, he was like, I didn't think the clip was worth $300. And that's what the dude wanted. And I thought it was worth 50 and he didn't take 50. So I just didn't buy it. And like, I'm sure those discussions happen all the time between him and other people where for better clips, he will pay more money. For worse clips, subjectively for him, he'll pay less. Showing this conversation on Twitter is weird considering how much money you make and how successful you are. It's like if I was at a restaurant or something and I was trying to buy a meal and I started to haggle with the restaurant owner over like five bucks. And I, I like, this guy's being rude. This meal was only worth $20 and he wants 25. I will not pay over 20. It's just like, why would you ever publicly show that? Like obviously Daily Dose's business model is, you know, being a content curator, bring a bunch of clips from different people together, paying less than what those clips are worth to him. And then pocketing the difference of what those clips make on his platform, which is, uh, it's most of what a lot of businesses are, right? Like your goal is to pay out less money to those who do some work than you're making using that work in your business. That's how you make a profit. But I do wonder sometimes what portion of the revenue that Daily Dose is giving to these people who actually make the clips. I'd be surprised if it was any significant percentage. Was the reaction bad since he deleted it? Honestly, there was just a discussion below. Like I didn't think it was that hostile. It's not a percent, it's a set amount, but a set amount would be a percent of total. Like he talks about how he pays out many, many thousands of dollars for clips. Sure, but those videos would keep making money in perpetuity, especially given how successful uh, his channel is. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone was mad at Daily Dose and I'm not necessarily mad at him either. It's just weird. Again, I'm very on the fence as to how supportive I am of this model of bringing together clips. But clips, as I often say, are not necessarily things that people have spent a heap amount of time to create. They can be picture of a dog barking or something. And obviously, com by comparison to people like Sniper Wolf, who does not get permission, does not give credit, and does not pay anyone any money, in that space of clip compilations, Daily Dose is probably the most ethical there is especially in a space that is becoming more and more okay with people just ripping other people off. So yeah, I, I don't spend much of my time being critical of Daily Dose, but this was still a, a weird interaction. Stop! Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.